0: Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories, and the insights from business owners. My name is John cassidy Rice. Now the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Edna with us. Hello, Edna.
1: Hi. Eric. Hi, John. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm excellent, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to do this as well. I know life gets busy.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's okay thank you very much for asking me
0: so let's jump straight into it so what what's your business what do you do
1: um i'm an interior designer and feng shui consultant and my business is called the purposeful place which means that i design homes for people which are not just beautiful looking but give fantastic energy to the residents of the home or whoever ever uses the home as an office um, for work or, you know, just living. So it's a bit of an extra added value because interdesign design is fantastic as it is. But when you combine it, give it a, an extra purpose, I think that becomes very powerful.
0: Yes, it's, uh, there, there's something magical about a well-designed room. There really is. Absolutely. So before we, we explore that a bit further, so I always love to hear the story, the journey of how you got to where you have got to. Are you happy to share some of your story with us?
1: Yes. Um, well, if I believed in coincidences, I would say I started this business by accident. But um, I think the steps I've taken were leading me Um, to get where I am right now. But let me just start um, telling you that I used to work in finance, believe it or not. Um, I used to work with numbers. And the preconception of people who love numbers is that they are not creative people. And, you know, they shouldn't touch anything like design or any other creative things. Um, But first of all, it's not true. I think everybody has creativity in them. You just need to find a way to to express it. Um, But so as I said, I was in finance. I was in the corporate world for 17 years. And first I didn't have any intention to to leave that world. I I love my job. I enjoy there. But life circumstances change. We age, I suppose, and we change as well. Um, So the first thing that happened was and we were planning to move house, and uh, we were planning to hire an interior designer because we thought our next house is our forever home, and let's get it right, finally. Um, But then I had a bad day in the office, sometimes as we do, um, and the very same day, at night after work, I decided uh, I'm just going to sign up. I'm going to do a diploma course in interior design, and I'm going to do a house myself because I've always loved anything interior design related I just didn't think that that could be a path for me um, but first it was really just you know just interest to use it for for our own purposes and um, but then work situation changed we had the little one she was at preschool at that time so I started thinking that um how i gonna carry on with my job and you know do school runs and just the usual things without hiring someone to do that for me um so I had this idea at the back of my mind that maybe this you know finishing the diploma course and getting better at it that might lead me you know take it on as a as a business and do it for for living but um First of all, I still had my part-time job. Um, so I was just doing the, the course, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It, it was an absolutely amazing process to going through it. I loved the assignments. Um, and that was the time when I... I actually discovered that I, I'm good at this, I, I don't just love it as a hobby, but I actually could do this for other people. Um, I worked with a fantastic tutor, he was helping me throughout the course, and the feedback she was giving me made me think that, okay, maybe it's not true that people in finance are not creative, <laughs> uh, I definitely need, need to um, explore this bit better. Um, So then that that was the first sort of seed thought that um, I set up my own business. And by the time my little one goes to school, it will be up and running and, you know, everything will be fantastic. Um, But I guess anybody who ever started a business could confirm it that it doesn't work like that. You can't just, you know, do half hearted sort of in pockets of time. You have to put a lot of effort, time, and energy, especially at the beginning, to, to take off a business. So that didn't happen, obviously, while I was in my job. But then guess what happened? The reward came at my workplace, um, and I was asked to take on a full-time job because they will combine my role with another one. And I thought, OK, this is the sign. I can't, I can't possibly do that. This is the sign. I need to take this opportunity and just, you know, jump in the deep water and let's see what happens. And so that's you how that the, it,
0: you need to do that in life sometimes. don't you? Yes. It's a scary step.
1: Yes. Absolutely. You can't just wait all the time for the perfect moment. Sometimes we just need to take that leap of faith and just go for it.
0: Fabulous. It it sounds so smooth sailing, I I guess you had some challenges along the way and I think you were just sort of starting to get to that part.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. So yes, when my employment ended, um, one Monday came, I didn't have an office to go to, I didn't need to leave the house. I sat down in front of my laptop and I thought, okay, I'm doing my business now and I had no idea what to do, where to start. Um, I was so bad that I didn't even know Like within interior design it's a wide range of things that you can do, you can cover and everything seems exciting and interesting and something I want to do. So first I was offering like pretty much anything and everything that you can imagine um, and I was talking or trying to talk to everybody have a super wide audience um, just you know to make sure that out of the many people that I will find the few people who I can do some work for. And it, I think it took possibly two years, the first two years to learn that lesson um that you can't do, you must find the focus you must narrow it down no matter how uncomfortable it feels it feels like i'm talking to 10 people but maybe you know five out of those 10 um need my service and they need to work with me because i also believe that i'm not the perfect indoor designer for anybody out there um just as um not everybody is the perfect client for me because i'm one Kind of person, a sort of person, with my personality, the way I work, what I value, what I represent, that suits, you know, a group of people. So it it took me a while to get there, and actually, um, Feng Shui helped me to get there. So my business is called the Purpose, the uh, Purposeful Place, and I mentioned at the beginning that I I design homes for people. Which um, give fantastic energy. So that's the feng shui bit. Um, some people have absolutely no idea what feng shui is. But actually I was going to say that. Their lives. What,
0: what be what be the um, bite size explanation of feng shui?
1: So feng shui is a, a result of possibly more than five thousand years of trial and error and observation, and the. The aim of feng shui is to find balance and to live in in harmony with nature. So it's like sounds like big big things, but um, that's exactly what we human beings do by instinct. So when you go when you walk into a room, you do feel in a certain way. You might feel, oh, this is lovely. I just love hanging out here. Um, Or you go somewhere else and you feel that. Some you know something is just not right. bother you want to leave. You don't you, you don't even process this at a conscious level. This goes behind the scenes, really, but would influence your actions, your decisions, your feelings, your stress level, even your brain waves. Um, so it, it is fantastic. Obviously, back like 5,000 years ago, they were not hooking people up onto um, computers to, to measure the brainwaves of people, how, it cha- how how they change if they change the environment. But they did notice the, the change in the lives of people. And it goes um, health, uh, business success, or any any sort of success, relationships, relationships. Um, that the whole body and mind how both are impacted so my other passions actually the human mind how how we humans operate and how uh, how powerful our mind is and how to to harvest that power and feng shui gave me the, the clarity that i was actually looking for through those first two years when i i felt like yes i love interior design but but surely it's more than just, you know, picking the right color chair for the dining room. It, it, it's way more than that. And I, even as a child, um, I loved rearranging my bedroom. I, I did that like twice a year at least, if not more frequently. And I just loved when it was done. It was different. And I felt the, the impact on me straight away. Um, so I, it's hard to explain, but I think everybody experiences it. If you pay attention to it, you you would notice it more. How how you feel different in different um, places. So it really helps me to to fine tune my designs. I would say um, to to it guides my design um, to a way which achieves that. So. My clients, actually, some of them know that I use some feng shui magics, some are not interested, some are very much interested, some come to me because of feng shui, Um, but every one of them would say, it just feels so good. They do not say that, oh, I love this colour necessarily. They just say, it just feels so good. I love I love hanging out in my living room or I love my bedroom because they feel the difference. And that's exactly what I, I want to achieve with Fabulous. what I do.
0: Fabulous. So if, if there's somebody listening to this, and they think they, their house might need a kind of a redesign or their rooms need design or even their office. What would be some of the overriding principles will help to have that kind of flow that yes, this is the place where I'd like to do business. This is the place I'd like to live.
1: So um, let me give you an example for businesses or for home office. A lot of people work from home now um, since March. <laughs> and uh, it's quite possible that it will be a long-term change for many people. Um, so I wanted just to bring up an example. If you happen to look in into design magazines or on the internet, uh, you see photos of home offices. How often would you see a desk pushed against the wall? or a a workspace set up under the stairs in a nook where you sit at the desk and everything is behind you very often. Um, And I think that needs to change because um, you see the impact immediately. You pull your desk away from the wall, you position it so you can sit behind your desk, seeing the flow, the traffic coming into your office or wherever you sit so you need to face the door you need to have space in front of your desk because it's very symbolic for a subconscious mind if you have a wall in front of you and you spend eight hours sitting like that to your mind it, it's is just a a block and it impacts everything but especially your business because that's if that's how you run your business sitting like that it has an impact on you so definitely move your desk away change the direction have a high supportive back uh, chair um and obviously a tidy tidy office because the energy um is only good for you if it has a lovely easy nice Flow around you stagnating energy is bad like you, if you think about it where would the spiders hang out they make their cobwebs in the dark corners where, um, most often they're not because that's where they are not disturbed so that's stagnating energy That's what you need to achieve in your office to definitely get rid of that keep it tidy clean have space in front of your desk Everybody who made that change, with that exception, told me straight away how much better they feel. They are much more productive. They get clarity much better. And that's simply because your subconscious is not busy trying to figure out what's going on behind your back. And it's not busy dealing with the block in front of you. Well,
0: I've got so some things right then. <laughs> so I've, I've got a walking desk, uh, but I have a space in front of me. I'm facing the wall. I would say that um, it's not tidy at the moment, so I might have to. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and I I would. Once I got a walking desk and um, pointed away from the wall, I'm much more productive. So I did notice that.
1: Yeah, it's very simple thing, Um, but it's a general rule in your home. Um, If there's one place that you need to get sorted is the hallway or where you come into your house because that's where the energy enters your house and you don't want it to be blocked straight away by shoes lying around or you know bulky coats hanging off the wall um, boxes recycling drop dog waiting to be taken out and these kind of things um so that's a very like basic principle that you can do and helps tremendously. And then obviously there's millions of layers in Feng Shui where you can go deep down uh, and can get very complicated, but it doesn't have to be.
0: Well, It does sound like you're a master at several languages. Cause I think mathematics is a language. Numbers <laughs> is, a, is yeah. known as a pure language. Uh, feng Shui, from, I suppose from my perspective, it's a language of space and shapes. Yes. And um, an interior design, which would be a language of colours and placement.
1: Yeah, definitely, they but... they do overlap a lot, actually. Because colours, everybody knows about colour psychology, I'm sure. With branding, um, any sorts of design, um, everybody knows what strong message a colour can uh, portray to you, and that's all something picked up by the subconscious mind. And yeah, Feng Shui uses it big time, definitely.
0: Ah, oh, fabulous. So if there is somebody listening to this and they feel feeling inspired to make a change in their house, um, in their life, by the sounds of it, yeah. um, <laughs> I've, I've realised the fact that they're going to be working from home a lot. So maybe a bit of feng shui, a bit of interior design could make all the difference to their career prospects. How would they contact you, Edna?
1: Um, my website is probably the best place to start. There's lots of uh, information could be picked up from there and I could be contacted there straight away. Um, it's uh, thepurposefulplace.com or I've got email address hello at thepurposefulplace.com um, or on social media. Um, Adina Spink, you can look me up, anybody can look me up and um, I'm there and be contacted easily.
0: Oh, fabulous. Thank you ever so much for sharing your story and your insights uh, into sort of making a home that would be lovely to live in.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it.
0: Ah, uh, fabulous! If you happen to know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that would benefit from being on the show, do let me know.
1: I will definitely.
0: Fabulous! Thank you. This has been a podcast for business owners by business owners. Until next time, see you soon. See you, then.
1: See you. Thank you.
0: The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as health and safety policy templates, documents and guidance written by experts in their field. And for good measure, a suite of online training modules for you and your employees. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.